It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, November 24th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that hopes the Flyers can recover today versus the Rangers, much like I have recovered from my Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, it took me a while to recover, but I'm back. All right, we are going to talk Flyers Isles, preview that matchup today against the Rangers, and check in on the Metro, all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. We are at Locked On Flyers on Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and Twitter as well. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code at LockedOnNHL for $20 off your first purchase. You can subscribe or follow our show over on YouTube. We're on the SiriusXM app. Or anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Russ, uh, Wednesday night before the holiday, the Flyers fell to the New York Islanders 3-2. to two. Uh, The lineup did change a little bit. Mark Stahl was uh, officially activated off IR. Uh, Belpedio sat much like we talked about as the yep. obvious choice for that. Uh, Stahl was paired up with Zamula, and you know, this game I think kind of played into the Islanders' hands a little bit. It did. I just felt like they had the wrong game plan. They weren't to me. It's like, why are you going to go into the Islanders and try and beat them at their own game? They've been playing this game for much longer than a lot of your guys have been playing this game. And they're used to it. Like, this is this is like everyday life for them. So when it's low scoring, they're off, they're fine with that. They're fine with that because they know their strength in their goaltender. They're fine with that because they still have a good defense whether they don't score a lot or not. So that's, that's standard operating procedure for them. Yeah, it, it was interesting because we said they had to score three goals in order to yeah. win. They scored two and they yeah. did not win. Right. And uh, the other thing we talked about, which, man, it is so frustrating. Brock Nelson against the Flyers is so infuriating. Yeah, we talked about just, him. He does well. He does. And, of course, like he gets two of the Islanders' three goals in this game. That third goal definitely was a dagger for the yes. Flyers. Um, it, it just really felt like the game was out of reach at that point. But you do have to give the Flyers credit for really coming back and switching up tactics in the third. Yeah, no question. I mean, they came out with more fervor and, and definitely were playing better. But you wondered where that was at the beginning. Like, why wasn't that the game plan? Yeah, it was interesting because you look at the Flyers' third period versus the other two periods. Now, I understand when you're playing with desperation, sometimes that naturally happens uh, and you can overwhelm the other team. But the Flyers got so many more good quality shots in the third period than they did prior in the game. Um, They just couldn't score. Now, 
the Islanders also blocked a ton of shots and got great goaltending. Uh, so you know, there was that, but you, you really look at the overall shot quality there and the difference between the first two periods and the third period is remarkable. I mean, the Flyers were up in high danger chances, five on five in the third, seven to two over right. the Islanders. That is just a huge margin right there. And they got a huge percentage of the scoring chances. Like everything was clicking for them except the puck going in the net. It was, yeah, you saw that they had a lot of the um, shots being kept to the outside. I would say the Islanders had a lot easier time going to the net, especially Nelson than the Flyers did to theirs. That was something. Now that's not to say Sorokin wasn't out of position a few times. He was like, there were some scrambly moments, but Mm -hmm. The Flyers just didn't have it in them to be able to convert on any of those where the fly, the Islanders were able to, you know, clear the puck out. Those sometimes, those are the difference in the game many times. Yeah. And and I thought there was just some key defensive errors that happened to lead to the Islanders goals. Um, the back door was wide open for Nelson's second goal of the game, which again was kind of a dagger. And yeah. I think that was a huge factor. There was just some missed coverage defensively. Um, and I think, you know, John Tortorella at post game, you know, I was, I was standing there and you could see it in his eyes. Like he was just, he was like, Oh man, if these one or two guys had just, played a little better they might have won that game um and you know he did his thing where he called out you know there's a, f- a couple of guys that aren't playing up to snuff um didn't mention names but you could probably guess who he was referring to right that's all well and good but again there's part of this delusion like like this team could could actually stay up with the winning teams in the metro like and i think that's part of john's problem i think that's part of his problem because I think he's expecting things that you just can't get from some of these players. Like what we said, Noah Cates, you're not getting 40 points out of Noah Cates playing center. It's just not going to happen. You're not getting any points from Morgan Frost on the bench. You're not getting really any better defense with Mark Stahl in there. I hate to say it, but you're just not. And so like he falls back on these things and then kind of is just like, well, if Lawton was scoring more or, you know, I get it. I go. I know who the guys are, but there's only so much you can get out of these guys. And I feel like they're not playing to these guys' strengths. He's still trying to get them to conform to his system. And I think there needs to be some adjustments. Yeah, I, I do. I think, like, you have to put a system in place so it's plug and play. Like, I get that. You know, especially with the way injuries work in the NHL, you have to put a system together where you can slot pretty much anybody in and they'll know what to do. But at the same time, if you have certain personnel, you have to play to their strengths. And I I do think that in this game in particular, you could see the difference happening, especially when you have a team like the Islanders that's just going to block a lot of shots and shut you down defensively. Like it, it's just not going to work all of the time. But again, I, I do want to call back to that third period where, you know, they did, they were able to adjust. And hopefully that's like a signal that we can see that, well, you know, they're playing the Islanders again this weekend. Maybe right. they can make that adjustment from the beginning of the game. 
this time around. Right. But what now I don't what I'm afraid of is that adjustment means there'll be no real young players in the on the blue line. Yeah, I wonder if he puts Belpedio back in. I wonder if he does just because he's yeah, I think he's to... gonna put Belpedio back in over Zamula, but like I said, yeah, I don't I don't think that helps the Flyers long term. I just think no. this is just to make John happy and he figures that's his best defense right now. But again, I think I think when you're looking at this like you want to stay up near the top of the division, which I think in his head he does, um, you're going to be treading water like you are. There's going to be, you know, again, this is a tough league. So you win five, you might lose five. You know what I mean? It's going to be like that. And then at what point during the season, like this is what we, this is my big thing. At what point during the season do you say, okay, yeah, I think we need to focus on the rebuild more. Cause every time days pass, you know, guys are getting less time and you know, maybe some are getting some time in Lehigh. That's fine. But we've pointed out there's probably some guys in Lehigh that could help this team actually and still get development, but it's not an option right now. Yeah, the uh, Phantoms, of course, did win that game on Tuesday night yeah. as well. And we saw that top line get into the scoring action yeah. in that one. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm not sure it's like that dire right now. But I do see like little things here and there where it's you can see they're trying to win. And I don't blame them for trying to win. Like they're all professional athletes. They right. want to win, too. Nope, so, that's fine by me. But do yeah. it in such a way that yeah. it's also going to benefit you down the line. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, and I, I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do against the Rangers differently to match up against that team lineup wise uh, versus what they do in a rematch against the Islanders. And with, you know, these, these games back to back, it's going to be a a real tough weekend for the Flyers. And uh, we will talk about those New York Rangers who are playing quite well this season coming up next. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Have you ever wondered why you struggle sometimes? Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. It's helpful for determining how to make decisions more effectively, learning positive coping skills, and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma or a specific incident anyone can benefit. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your best friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash NHL today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash NHL. Next week, we will start off the week as we do each and every Monday with our nemesis of the week. We'll recap the Flyers versus Rangers game and Flyers versus Isles part two. The New York Rangers, man, uh, they are having a heck of a season so far. One could say they are in the Peter Laviolette honeymoon period, as uh, that is want to happen with a lot of head coaches, but I think with Laviolette in in particular um 
And interestingly, they've been playing really well without Adam Fox. He's on uh, injured reserve right now, as is Philip Heedle. You know, obviously, you never want to wish injury on anybody, but Philip Heedle has also been a bit of a flyers killer in the past. (laughs) So um, that's a little bit of a break for the flyers. Uh, They shut out the pens on Wednesday night as the flyers were playing the Islanders. Before that, they lost to the Stars, but won four games before that. They are 13-3-1 on the season. Ooh, a really good start to this season, right? Yeah, losing to the Stars is no shame, right? The Stars right. could easily win the Stanley Cup. Uh, there's a few things that are going really well here. I mean, Alexa Lafreniere on the Panarin line with Trocek is going really well. And it's not like Lafreniere is just living off of what Panarin gives him because He's still got to be able to get into breakaway position. He still has to score. You know, you could put me on a line with Panarin, and Panarin's going to find me, <laughs> right. but I'm not going to score. And, and that's the thing I think people are now starting to realize is, yes, Lafreniere just needed this little extra confidence and better line mates. You know, I've talked about it for over a year, and I really harped on it to start this year that maybe Laviolette would be that coach to do it, and he did. So that's a that's a big thing. Mika Zibanejad is just starting to get on track now, which is probably a scary proposition too because he wasn't doing that great. Um, but I got to tell you, the, the most shocking thing, not that he's playing, because nobody's going to be shocked that he's playing, but the fact that Eric, Eric Gustafson has 12 points in 17 games and playing somewhat respectable defense is the story of the year for me because – like we all know who Eric Gustafson is. Even if you've tuned in from another show, he's played for so many teams and now all of a sudden he's like figured it out. Like it's crazy, but yeah. So I'd watch out for Zibanejad this game because he's only got two goals, but, but he's playing better lately. Their power play is pretty good at 24%. The PK is pretty good at 82%. Their power play is better than that 24% though. Like you don't really want to put, that power play on there and really test because there's too many good shots on that power play. Yeah. I was going to say Eric Gustafson is fifth on the team in scoring right now. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. Or tied for fourth. And that, that is absolute uh, bonkers. But yeah, I think that, um, you know, this Rangers team is finding ways to win because they I are. do think that they are beatable, but they have guys with excellent shots that can finish. And I think that's really the difference between the Flyers and the Rangers here is that the Flyers can get them to a certain point, but they've struggled on and off this season with the finish. Whereas the Rangers just have guys that'll finish no matter what. And right. And I think that's, that's the difference because if you look at, you know, some of the numbers Rangers have the edge on the Flyers on shooting percentage, but Flyers and Rangers have the same goals per game, essentially. Um, on the on the goals four side uh rangers are second in the nhl in least goals per game allowed at 2.29 flyers are 11th at 2.8 you know there there's a difference in ranking but in terms of where they're sitting it's not a huge gap between the two teams it really just is a combination of the finish and then um we will obviously have to talk about the rangers goaltending which is coming from a place we would not have thought of before the season started no it's true um 
Yeah, the big thing is, like I said, they you could we could talk about all these things, but normally Zabanajad would probably have about eight to nine goals right now, maybe even ten. So so they're probably due on that from Kreider does have ten, and Kreider always plays mm-hmm. well against the Flyers as we as we talked about. He gets up for those Flyers games. He's told me so. So like that's that's something where you always have to worry about a Chris Kreider because he's a finisher. Uh Will Cully is now a young guy who could score a little bit, but also play the tough game. So if he's out there against the Flyers' fourth line, he's not going to get pushed around. Uh, I don't know if this is a game that satisfies anything to have a fight early, but I'm pretty sure that's what the Flyers are going to do is have a fight early. And like I think, I think the way you win this game is by trying to keep the puck away from the Rangers because Artemi Panarin is on a tear. He's one of yeah. the three or four best players in the league this year. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I think you're right about Zibanejad. I think that he is absolutely due and he tends to play well against the Flyers overall. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that that third line, uh, to your point with Will Cully, could be very dangerous. Benino has a lot of experience against the Flyers. Benino surprisingly playing well. I thought he was maybe yeah. a little past it, but he's still good on the penalty kill for sure. Yeah, I think so as well. So it's going to be a situation where the Flyers have to really play well and match up well against all four of the Rangers lines. I think, you know, it's lucky that the Flyers are at home for this one just because of, of last change. But uh, this the Black Friday game kind of looms a little bit, but the Flyers have had some amazing wins in the past on Black Friday and have crashed and burned. So sleepy start. Um, We've seen sleepy starts. Yeah, yeah, a little uh, tryptophan from uh, Thanksgiving, <laughs> yep. uh, bleeding over into the game. Uh, but you know, we obviously cannot. I can't believe I'm saying this sentence, but we cannot talk about the New York Rangers without talking about Jonathan Quick, um, who is 5-0-1 in seven games, uh, 1.68 goals against average, 940 save percentage. Um, like, what year is it, Russ? I know. I just It's funny to say <laughs> that because at the beginning of the year, I was like, based on what I saw off of Quick last year, I was like, all right, maybe if he only plays like 22 games, he can get past it, but but he's past it. And early on, that is not the case. Like, it's gotten to the point where I even picked him up in fantasy. So if you, if wow. you know that I've done that, and I did that three weeks ago because I saw the difference in Jonathan Quick. And, but I don't know if it's going to last. I don't think they're going to face Quick anyhow. They're going to probably face Shesterkin. But still, that's no bargain. It's just, yeah, Shesterkin maybe isn't at his level of play yet since the injury, but he's still Igor Shesterkin. You're still going to have to watch out. So either way... It's going to be a problem. But the other thing about the Rangers, even without Fox, is um, they still have good speed on the blue line. And, yeah. and, and that speed on the blue line, you know, Keandre Miller is very, you know, while there is the occasional turnover from him, he's very athletic, as you know. And and yeah. he's going to he's gonna cause problems. Lindgren plays that really hard, all-around good defensive-style hockey, but also can skate. Uh you know, they their defense is actually pretty well balanced. Schneider's coming into his own. So this is not going to be an easy task. And that's why the Flyers really have to have the right game plan here. Well, that's where I wonder, to your point, if they're going to try and bait Truba into something. Because if they're going to get anybody to bite, it might be him. 
It might be, but the problem is if you start winding up Truba, he's going to start creaming some of your guys. And I'm not sure yeah. that's the smart move. Like he doesn't necessarily do it all on his own by himself. But if, you know, if that sort of tension is in the game, he's one of the worst guys in the league to. Totally. That's what I worry about because he's yeah. like a dirty hit machine. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. There's no filter in Jacob Truba. So you have to really play that one carefully. Now, as you said, if you can get him off the ice on some scuffle situation, sure, that benefits him. But I don't know. I don't know how many times you're going to try and risk that. Yeah, I'm not sure either. All right. Well, we'll see who the Rangers put in net uh, today, whether it's just Sturkin or Quick. Um, gotta think that Carter Hart goes back out for the Flyers as well. Yeah. Should be a fun afternoon matchup. Uh, maybe uh, hit the stores, then go to the game, and then go do some more shopping for Black Friday. Or go to the uh, game and just shop online while you're at the game. In that's fair, games. too. That is fair, too. Uh, we will be looking at the Metro. Uh, it is a couple of weeks where the Flyers are playing nothing but Metro teams. So uh, next week is a big one as well. We will talk about that coming up next. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets and a best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting excited for all the fun you'll have. My favorite part of the Game Time app is that it's great for getting notified about those flash deals and last-minute tickets. Plus, you can get that all-important view from your seat. Uh, I bought tickets for the theater, for the WNBA up here in New York, and had an amazing experience. They've got deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even up to an hour after it starts, uh, it is the place to find the last-minute seat. Also, the tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account. And use the code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create the account and redeem with the code locked on NHL. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked on, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to our 24-7 streaming channel. Russ, uh, like I said, it is a tough couple of weeks against all Metro opponents. And as is to be expected, the Metro division is looking pretty tough. And uh, we are in a situation right now, which is rare, where the points percentage is actually matching the points in the standing. So the Flyers are in fourth place in the division right now. But if you look at the schedule, obviously we play the Rangers again atop the division, the Islanders who are pretty close to the Flyers in the standings. And then next week we face the Canes and the Devils and the Pens. So a lot of potential movement happening in the division over the next week or so. Yeah, it's a pretty big um, time here. I, I, I mean, you look at New Jersey and you're like, oh, they're going to do better. They lost some points when Jack Hughes was out. and yeah, Maybe they should have played a little better with Hughes out, but that's all right. Um, 
you know, the Penguins, it's interesting because, you know, Jerry has at least two or three shutouts, but then there's other games where it's just awful play. But now they lost Raquel, so you kind of wonder where that's going to go. I've said that I wonder if Patrick Kane will be this surprise pickup for them. And now with Raquel out, they would have the space. The rumblings are certainly there about that. Um, you know, we know that he's obviously not going back to the Rangers, but no. it's starting to as we and we knew this would happen as injuries would happen over the course of the season and Patrick Kane would get closer to being healthy. Like the conversation was going to start and Patrick Kane on the Pittsburgh Penguins would just be uh, the craziest thing, I think. But uh, yeah, I think your point about their scoring, obviously they had that one 10 to two game against the Sharks. So that kind of um, statistically skewed, a little bit. skewed their goal differential right now. So it makes them look a little better than they Although are. Although Crosby's having an unbelievable year too. I mean, he just is. I But you know, the Canes are an interesting team because they've not really gotten into their groove since losing Freddie Anderson. So, you know, you got to see what that, what that brings. Although, Again, when the Canes are going to play the Flyers, they're going to play the same brand of hockey. So that's where yeah. the Flyers have to have a different game plan. So these teams are all a little bit different in the way they play. So this will be uh, challenging for the Flyers. Yeah, they're going to have to make a lot of adjustments yes. against each of these different teams. Um, but, you know, again, you look at the teams above them, you know, two of which they're playing in the next week or so, the Rangers and Carolina, they've all been playing generally really well on winning streaks. Um, you know, like we said, the Rangers did lose that one, but basically have won five out of the last six. Now you can say the same about the Flyers. So I sure. think that um, there, there is something to that, that the the Flyers are, are playing well. Uh, but I do think this division, you know, with the potential of the Pens and Devils who are below them in the standings, um, this is going to be a tough battle over the next couple of months here. Yeah, I, you know, again, this might be the time where I would reach down the Lehigh and try and change it up a little bit just so it gives those other teams something to think about. Because if the Flyers are basically going to roll with the guys they have now, it's going to be pretty easy for those teams to figure out what they're doing and what their tendencies are. And I, you know, I, I think adding some new blood into the lineup would be a good idea, but I know that's not happening. Yeah, that is for sure. Um, you know, a couple of teams we haven't talked about because the Flyers aren't playing them for a, a little while, the Washington Capitals. It's so frustrating that they're playing well. Cause I mean, they're, 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 Charlie Lindgren's their number one goalie. Now it seems anyhow, or at least they're riding a hot hand. And, you know, he's been good. Ovechkin's been like an assist guy, but something's wrong with him. He's not scoring goals. Yeah. Um, you know, years ago, I didn't think he would break the record. I thought last year he's getting closer to the record. But I also knew that once you start getting to a certain age, it becomes a battle to try and even get the 70 goals. Everybody's thinking just, oh, pencil in Ovechkin for 40. But what does he have, four? And I think one or two are empty netters. So yeah. you, look, you look at it that way and you wonder if Tortorella is going to play into this because at some point, if he plays the Capitals with John pulling the goalie at like three minutes to go in a game, he might be helping Ovechkin this season, but it's down <laughs> the line. But I, do I think they're that good? No, I don't. Yeah. The Flyers don't play the Caps until December 14th. So we've okay. got a couple of weeks 
uh, until we see them and things could look uh, a lot different by the time that rolls around. And then, you know, there's a huge gap where, um, as is the NHL schedule, God's uh, decision, they put a bunch of in-division rivalry games at the end of the season. So we go between December 14th and March 1st before we play the Caps again, which is, you know, like I said, schedules are weird. But uh, also the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are just a mess. Um, They have one recently but i think that overall there's just something is in the water there and i don't know what it is yeah brian hedger just put out a new article spoke to ownership about it and they're they're disappointed and frustrated and and they have a right to be but again there's always something very fragile about the psyche of a hockey team and probably they were all prepared for babcock and then they didn't get babcock and I, I just go back to the avalanche when they had Patrick Waugh and they dumped him early. And then Jared Bednar had to walk in there and sort of take over for Patrick Waugh. And it just didn't work out that first year. And I, I get the same feeling here. I think Vincent can coach, but I think he's making so many mistakes because he's trying to keep up this hard, you know, play thing. And, you know, he Patrick Line played for him and he benched Patrick Line. And I think that hurt Patrick Line like personally. Like he was really shocked yeah. that he got benched. And, you know, I'm not saying it's not just, but I'm also saying Johnson's playing in the minors. Like there's weird things going on there that just defy logic just to, you know, get your team to play a certain way. You're not getting the most out of Johnny Goudreau. Like, you know, they're just right now they're, they're awful. They're they're Max Celebrini awful. And I don't think they ever intended on being that. But just to show you how far advanced Ken's Ken Johnson is for being in the AHL. He's got 14 points in eight games. Like, should he really be there? Yeah, there's even line A trade rumors starting to <laughs> rumble out there right now as well. So uh, we'll see what happens with them. We'll see how the Flyers net out next week when we talk about that. Uh, that will do it for today's show. Uh, hopefully we'll have a couple of Flyers wins to talk about on Monday. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So if you've got mailbag questions, you can tweet us at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail or comment over on our YouTube channel. I'm Rachel. I'm on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology. S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great weekend, everyone.